Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can check us out on the web at hillsideassembly.org. You're about to hear a message from our current message series, and I hope you open your heart and mind to hear a word from God today. Good morning and welcome to Hillside Assembly. My name is Eric and I am the lead pastor here. If you're visiting us for the first time this morning, welcome. And we'd love for you to stop by a table in our foyer before you leave the church today to pick up your free gift. If you're visiting us online, we'd love for you to check out our webpage, hillsideassembly.org. You'll find lots of information, how you can connect with the church and other materials to help you in your walk with Christ. At the end of service today, one of our worship leaders will pray over the offering, and then you can give in one of two ways. You can give your tithe and offerings in our giving box in our foyer, or you can go to our webpage, again, at hillsideassembly.org, click on the Giving tab, and you can give online there. I'm going to now turn this over to one of our worship leaders this morning to give you a little more information and also to kickstart our worship experience. Have a wonderful day. Right. Good morning, Hillside. It's good to see you all here. It looks slightly fuller in here, which is great. Um, but thank you all for coming. Um, some of the songs we're doing today are a little bit older, more classic. But um, yeah, so let's worship together if we're ready. <laughs> Worthy is the Lamb. Oh, 
clothed in rainbows. Lord for this service. Thank you for the privilege to worship you and I pray that you would bless the service and bless the message 
In your name, amen. It's Jive Time with Jeb! Good morning, Hillside! Who's excited to be at church today? Ooh, you guys are sounding good! Well, I think it is time to get ready to send our kiddos down to kids' church. So, if you are in grades K through 5, would you stand to your feet? Ray, are you guys ready? You now can go to the back where the double doors are. Miss Jackie is waiting for you. Everybody else, hey, can we give our kiddos a standing ovation as they head downstairs? Woo! All right. Well, it's time for me to go. I got to get downstairs with those kiddos. You guys have a great worship experience this morning. We'll see you soon. Bye. I think I'm on. I don't know. <clears throat> I want to. I want to Jeb to introduce me, but uh, well, today is is Communion Sunday. Right after my message, we'll be having communion, and Robbie will be leading us in that service. And Lynette Hagenbeck, stand up for a minute. We're so glad you're here, former pastor's wife. Hey. <clears throat> She and Vern were pastoring here a number of years ago. I think that was the last century, wasn't it? <laughs> and they're dear friends of ours for over 40 or more years. It's probably Rosalie's best friend. And so we're just happy to have her here today. And uh, those of you watching online, uh, it seems like every week there's more people here. And we're so happy. If, if you still are a little concerned about the mask Wear a mask when you come. That'd be fine here. People wear masks here off and on. If you're really even more concerned about catching something, come two minutes late. I'm, I'm serious. Leave two minutes early. There's plenty of places here you can sit by yourselves if that would help you. We just want to have you here, so come if you can. Next Sunday is the 4th of July. I went through hundreds of pages of the early documents of our country some of the Continental Congresses way back in 1770s, and just looking for what was recorded as the beginning of our nation. Finally, I got tired of looking at pages, so I got my computer to look, kind of to single out words like God, Jesus, fasting, prayer, and I'm going to read some of those next uh, week, kind of where we came from and where we need to get back to. And we'll talk about that, of course, next week. Um, two men died. Ladies happened to go to the same funeral home to uh, have the caskets and the bodies embalmed and prepared. So one lady brought a navy blue suit, said, I promised my husband he'd be buried in this navy blue He said, no, we do that all the time. Another lady came in later in the day with a, a light gray suit for her husband. Said, I promised my husband. Yes, she said, we'll take care of it. We do it all the time. Well, a couple of days later, both ladies happened to come back at the same time to view their husbands in the casket to, just to check it out. 
So the one of them goes in. He says, oh, no. I brought you a navy blue suit, and you got a gray suit on him. I, I promised him we'll fix it. The other lady goes in and says, oh, no, I brought you the, the wrong suit. And she said, lady, just settle down. I know you're mad. Just settle down. I'll be back in a minute. I'll fix it. So we come back. He comes back in about four and a half minutes. It's all fixed. They go in and look. How did you do that in four and a half minutes? He said, I just switched heads. Oh, oh. How many would agree with Rosalie that's too gross to tell on Sunday morning? <laughs> How many don't think it's too gross? How many don't care? How many wish I'd stop asking these stupid questions? <laughs> okay, now let's get on to something good. I'm going to talk about Mount Moriah times two. This scripture we'll study in a moment is probably the, the best picture of the Old Testament types of the cross, of Calvary, about what God went through, what Jesus went through. It's probably the best picture I can find in the whole Old Testament about Calvary. And I like to study these types. And they say, well, isn't all that stuff in the New Testament? Absolutely. It's fulfilled in the New Testament. So, well, then why go to the Old Testament? Well, because Jesus told us to. <laughs> but also, the types in the Old Testament help us understand a little bit more about the fulfillment in the New Testament. Yeah. We, uh, we know what God did. We know what Jesus did. We don't often know how they felt. And, you know, God has feelings too. He can get angry. He can be happy. Uh, a lot of things. He's forgiving. So we're going to talk about this story of Abraham and Isaac when God asked him to sacrifice him on Mount Moriah. So we're going to begin by looking at uh, Genesis 22, verses 1 and 2. And we'll start there. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. Some of the older, like King James Version, uses the word tempted here. Uh, word doesn't mean quite what it did in the 1500s. God doesn't tempt anybody, okay? Uh, to tempt is to solicit the sin, and God doesn't do that. So this is a better word, to test, to prove, to try. Sometime later, God tried, tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. Just leave that verse up there for a bit. So here we see the setting of this thing. God spoke to Abraham, told him what was going to happen, what he wanted to do, and and, and he's supposed to carry this thing out. And so he's going to obey. He's submitted to God and obeyed what God said. I don't think he wanted to do it. I think he probably hated to do it, but God told him to. We know Jesus didn't want to go to the cross. Three times, oh God, if, if possible, but your will, not mine. And so we see some similarities here. Uh, Calvary costs much. So he said, Abraham, take your son, your only son. He was the only son of promise, okay? He was the only miracle birth in a sense because these people were too old to have children. You know, God spoke to Abraham, said you're going to be a father. And he had to wait 25 years before he was born. Now uh, this boy must be in his 
late teens, early 20s, whom you love, your only son, whom you love. You see, this son Isaac is not to be confused with Ishmael. Ishmael was a son too. But Ishmael wasn't the, the son of promise. Ishmael wasn't the miracle birth. Isaac was pretty much a miracle birth. So was Jesus, okay? There's a type here. Jesus, born of a virgin, miracle birth. They got out of God's will. They didn't think God could pull this thing off, so they decided to have a child some other way. Uh, Isaac could take the handmaiden of his wife. Her name was Hagar. Well, we can do our own thing too, folks, okay? We can do our own things regardless of God's word, regardless of what God says. We can go on doing anything we want, but Ishmael is easy to get. Ishmael is hard to get rid of, okay? This, wasn't, this was not the brightest day in Abraham's life, but the son was, your only son, whom you loved. Can you imagine how he loved this boy? Waited all these years, and here he is, my son. He's the only heir to this big ranch I have. He is the one who's going to bring forth Jesus eventually. If it wasn't for Isaac, there'd be no Jewish race. There'd be no Jesus. The son whom you love, whom you love. Can you imagine how much God loved his son? Wow. Well, he told him where to go, go to Moriah, and offer him there. Well, Mount Moriah is where the temple was built. Back in uh, Chronicles, God told Solomon, build a temple on Mount Moriah. Okay, they're going to go to Mount Moriah to sacrifice him. Jesus died on Mount Moriah. When I was in Israel one time years ago, I thought, all these things are in the same place. So, times two. Isaac was going to go there with his dad. Jesus was going to go there because of his dad. Told him to go there. So they're going to this place. They're going to go to do what God said. And let's look at verses 3 to 5 as the story goes on. Early the next morning, Abram got up, loaded his donkey, took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. Look at what he did next. When he cut enough wood... For the burnt offering, he set off for the place God had told him about. Just, let's, let's go. Okay, on the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Is that it? Oh, we go. He said to his servant, stay here with a donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. So now this stuff's set up. Abraham heard the, night be the day before what to do. Take your son, sacrifice him on Mount Moriah. He had to go to bed that night. wonder if he slept. No. I don't think I would have. Next morning, he, uh, he's up. He chops the wood. It was going to burn up the body of his kind of a cremation type thing after the, he kills his boy. The fire is going to burn him up because this is what burnt offerings were in the Old Testament. So he knew, the, he knew what was going on here. He knew the whole situation. And He's going to sacrifice his son. Now, they were living in Beersheba uh, right now, his family. Jerusalem is up north a ways. In fact, MapQuest told me it's 50 miles. I mean, it's on MapQuest. It has to be partially true, right? <laughs> How many ever got lost on MapQuest? <laughs> I think this one is right. 50 miles up. They had three days to get there. That makes sense. You know, I used to go for a walk every morning 
worked uh, four miles an hour is how I walk. Now that I'm a geezer, is that why those songs were, you said these are older songs. Classic. Classic, that's a nice word. <laughs> these are geezer songs. Well, anyway, up, up they're going up here. I used to walk five miles an hour. Now I walk four miles an hour. No, now I walk, yeah, about, now I walk three. If they walked only two miles an hour, that would be 16, almost 17 miles a day. They could easily be there in three days. Two miles an hour is pretty much sauntering along. And if you just did that for eight hours, it'd be easy to get there in three days, which is what the Bible says they did. So they keep walking, going up there little by little. And, uh, and Abraham is going to sacrifice his son. But notice what he called it. Worship. He could have said, well, to the servants, we're going to go up there. I can't believe God has asked me to do such a thing. This is stupid. How, how can God me expect? I'm going to do it because God told me to, but I sure don't think it's right of God. I mean, he could have all kinds of attitudes. Attitude is important. Your attitude, my attitude in the church of Jesus Christ, attitudes are so important. Sometimes people get hurt feelings. They didn't ask me to do that. I'm better qualified than, oh, attitude. You know, I've hired a lot of people in my days. I've appointed a lot of people. Other than, are you a born-again, committed Christian? Number one after that is the attitude. Yeah. We're going to work as a team at the church or the district. or what. We have to have the right attitude. I've often sacrificed one or two levels of excellence in, in whatever area they're going to serve to get attitude. Because I can always send them away, and we have at times, send them to some college course or buy some materials for them to get their expertise up in that area, but you can't somebody, send somebody somewhere to get a right attitude, okay? Attitude. We're going to go worship. And even believe God would raise this boy from the dead or pick up all the ashes and make a kid out of him again. We're going to worship. We're coming back, and it's important, our attitude. Well, he was committed to do this, and he's a type of God. Abraham was a type of God in this story. G, uh, Isaac's a type of Jesus in this story. We see this developing as we go on. Let's look at the verses 6 to 10 as this story develops. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. That's how we know Isaac was no little kid. Enough wood to consume a body and burn it up had to weigh quite a bit. And so this boy was not an eight-year-old. He's probably an older teen or in his early 20s. He placed the wood on Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife as the two of them went on together. Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Father, yes, my son, the fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? What a question. Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there, arranged the wood on it. He bound up his son, Isaac, and laid him on the altar on the top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and 
took the knife to slay his son. Now we know he didn't do it. God does not want human sacrifices. But he was willing to do it because God told him. So here they are. Isaac is carrying the wood upon which he was going to die. Who does that sound like? It's a type of Jesus. Abraham's a type of God. He was willing to be the sacrifice. I can't imagine what went through Isaac's mind. He didn't know <laughs> he was going to be the lamb until right before it happened. Because he asked his dad, Where, you know, where's the lamb, dad? So he didn't know he was the one. But at some point, he figured it out. They built the altar, put all this wood on. And when he starts to bind his son, now Isaac knows. It's the only that's the first time he knew that he was going to be the lamb. All right, let's talk about Isaac here. Uh, Isaac's the type of Jesus. Isaac could have right now said, no way, I'm not doing this. He could have said, Dad, what's wrong with you? You got Alzheimer's or what? You know? he, could have, he could have run away right. easily. Dad, I love you, but I'm, no, no way. I don't know what happened here, but no. He could have run down the mountain and maybe have the two servants catch him and tie him up and drag him up the hill, digging in his heels, screaming and hollering. And, but that wouldn't be a type of Jesus. Jesus was silent, it was dumb before his accusers. What a type of Jesus. He, he didn't fight this thing, even though he knew it was going to happen. He had seen plenty of burnt sacrifice offerings. Abraham was an altar builder. Every place he went, he's building altars. This boy knew exactly what was happening. And at some point he realized, this is me. It's not going to work. Let's talk about Abraham for a bit here. Abraham's type of God. Abraham paid a price. The day before they left, God told him what was going to happen. He went to bed that night. Probably didn't sleep. Gets up the next day, chops the wood. They go that whole day, sleep. Another whole day, sleep. Another whole day, and they're at Moriah. What's going through Abraham's mind? Wow. This is terrible. What I have to do? God told me to. I'm going to, I'm going to submit to God's will. But he's living with this. I wonder what he thought about all those days on the trail. Oh, no. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Abraham paid a price. Sometimes we don't think about God paying a price at the cross. Abraham did. And we, we see a little bit of that here. Isaac was having a ball, okay? I, I have to think. Isaac was going on a one-week camping trip with his dad to worship God somewhere in a mountain. This is fun. I don't have to work at the ranch or the, wherever they work. I don't have to do the farm. I'm going with dad. And we got, we got servants to, and, a, and a mule to carry the stuff and set up camp and make the meals. He's going on a seven-day camping trip up north. I don't know where up north is. This has nothing to do with my message, but I'm going to tell the story anyways. I got a captive audience. So. We lived in Milwaukee for a long time. That's where we used to hang out every Monday with the Hagenbecks for years. Well, people then from Milwaukee went up north somewhere. 
Now we're in Wapaka, people go up north. We used to pastor in Glidden, which nobody knows where that is. That's up near Ashland and Ironwood. Those people went up north. Well, years ago, I used to go fishing in Canada with a bunch of friends. And we're 350 miles north of International Falls. The roads end, everything ends. And I went out for my morning walk. I'm walking in this little trail out in the middle of nowhere. And I see heading toward me this, this little Indian lady's coming down. And we, we met there, and I found out she spoke English. I said, do you live here? Oh, yes. You live here all year? Yes. How do, how do you endure the horrible cold and the, the deep snow? She said, well, I used to live up north. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were going up north. Camping trip with Dad. Why don't I, he's probably skipping along throwing rocks at lizards. That's what I'd be doing. He was having a good time. Not, not Dad, not Abraham. He was dealing with this thing. And, you know, the last half mile up Mount Moriah when Isaac says, Dad, we got the wood, we got the fire. Where's the lamb? I wonder if Abraham turned his head with a tear in his eye. He knew who the lamb was. How do you break it to your son, he who didn't know it yet? I just wonder if somewhere along this trip up to the altar where he's going to die. I wonder if Abraham almost kind of heard God saying, Abraham, does this break your heart? I understand because I'm going to have to do this someday, 1900 years later. I mean, there's, there's a play of Abraham and God and Jesus and Isaac kind of intertwined here and doesn't it break your heart what's going to happen here? I think Abraham would rather die himself. I mean, any parent or grandparent, you'd die for your kids or grandkids. I would. So would you. He could have said, I've had a long life, God. I, you've blessed me. I, I'm, I'm old. I'm ready to go. Let me do it. No, it wouldn't work. Had to be the son. God couldn't have sent an angel. Had to be Jesus. He couldn't send an archangel. Had to be the son. And so we see the, the play and, and the story here of, What's going to happen here? Uh, Isaac, it was going to be very quick. It's over. Abraham lived with this. If he went through with it, he'd have to go down and tell his servants what he did. Can you imagine going back home? He'd be a disgrace to his extended family, his community. You went up there and killed your son? That didn't happen that way, but he would have had to pay quite a price the rest of his life and Verses 11 to 14. But. It's a big but. Okay. I'm just reading scripture. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven. Abraham, Abraham, here I am. I'm sure he said that. He replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy. He said, do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld for me, your son, your only son. Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by his horns. He went over and took the ram, sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the place the Lord will provide. 
And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. Just leave that verse up there. So God stopped it. Had the ram up there. All This whole thing was, was taken over by this ram. What a relief to both of them. Your son, your only son, take him. He died on Mount Moriah. That's where Jesus died. That's where the temple was built. That's quite a interesting place in Scripture. Jesus also carried the wood. The Bible says in John, and he bearing his own wood, his own cross, went to be crucified. Isaac carried his wood, he would die, and Jesus carried the wood he would die on. Uh, as Isaac could have run away, Jesus could have left the cross. He could have left before that. The Bible says he could have called legions of angels. I mean, that's, God wouldn't put that in the Bible if it wasn't a possibility. Jesus could have done that, and they would have come. He could have gone back to Nazareth and lived a comfortable life, and we would be lost today. We wouldn't have a chance of being forgiven or be saved. He was willing to sacrifice himself, not willing that anybody should perish. Jesus said in John, Nobody takes my life. I lay it down, I take it up again. You know, there's no piece of wood thick enough or no nail long enough to keep him on the cross if he wasn't willing to go and submit to his father, Lord, your will be done. I'm going for the, I want your will to be done. Abraham knew for a couple of days who the lamb was. The Bible says Jesus knew from the foundations of the world who the lamb was going to be. God paid a price as well as Isaac, as well as Jesus. Well, Abraham went up, didn't call it horrible sacrifice. He said it's worship. 1,900 years later, another son walked up the same hill with wood on his back upon which he would die. This time, God didn't just call it worship or just sacrifice. You know what God called it? Love. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. Love. And this, this story ends by talking about what this place was called. To, to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. You know what that says, the, the words there in Hebrew? Are Jehovah Jireh. That's the words, the Hebrew words. We used to sing a chorus like that. We could sing that now because that's a geezer song, okay? <laughs> Jehovah Jireh. God will provide. God will provide. God will see to it. He still is our Jehovah Jireh, okay? Somebody, I think somebody today needs to hear this. Maybe all of us. Going up that hill probably had to be Abraham's worst day of his life. I can't think of a, of a worse day than that. There may be somebody here today, you're going through something pretty bad, I don't know, pretty hard. Maybe you're walking up your own hill. How am I going to figure this one out, Lord? What's going to happen next, Lord? I can't figure this thing out, Lord. Here's what I think somebody needs to hear. When Abraham's walking up one side of this mountain, worst day of his life, <laughs> God sent the answer up the other side, okay? God's sending our answer. Somebody here needs an answer today. Many of us probably do. Jehovah Jireh, that hasn't changed, okay? 
That was Old Testament. God has never changed. Never at all. Jesus never changed. That's still good. Still true. God will see to it. God is sending your answer up the other side of the hill too. And Lord, I just pray now for those who are having a rough time. Lord, help us just to grab a hold of your word. This isn't just something we're making up. It's your word. I am a Lord. I will provide. I will provide. You provided there. You're still doing it. You haven't changed. So, Lord, bring forth your answers today, I pray. And just before we go to our communion service, our communion is open here in our church. If you've, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, and we're part of the same body of Christ, okay? I don't know all of you. I don't, maybe some of you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior. Here's how you do it. Right now, right here, right where you're seated. You say, Lord, I, I know I'm a sinner. Only you can forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. I accept Jesus Christ. I, his sacrifice takes over my life. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. And I give you my life for the rest of my life. Amen. That's how you're born again. So if you've never done that, do it now. While uh, Rob is coming, he's going to lead us in our communion service. He's not coming. He's already there. Okay. <laughs> We're going to receive communion together. Um, if you don't have the elements, just raise your hand, and I'm sure someone will get them to you. Everybody's been served communion. Just want to make sure. All right, let me read this scripture verse. Jeremy's going to come up, and he's going to start playing something with the guitar. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Will you bow your heads and hold the bread in your hand? God, we give you thanks for the lamb that you provided for us. Jesus, thank you that your body was broken. The pain and sacrifice that you went through was so that we could be healed both physically and spiritually. And God, we give you thanks and praise and glory and honor. And we remember you as we receive communion together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's partake together. And take the cup in your hand. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying... This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's pray. God, I thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh, that you provided the lamb to take away our sin. Thank you for the life that you give us through the blood of Jesus. Jesus, thank you that your blood was shed for us. Thank you for the hope and the joy and the peace, the encouragement and healing that you bring to us 
because of your sacrifice. And again, God, we give you thanks and praise for what you have done for us. You are Jehovah Jireh. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's partake together. Can we now just give them thanks in your own way? Jeremy's going to lead us in some songs. But let's just take a minute and just thank the Lord in your own way. I thank you for the sacrifice, the giving of yourself to us. Lord, we worship you. You are such a good God.
I'd rather be. There's no place I'd rather be. There's no place I'd rather be than here in your love. Here in your love. There's no place I'd rather be. There's no place I'd rather be. There's no place I'd rather be than here in your love. Here in Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. So set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. No place. 
no place I'd rather be. There's no place I would rather be. There's no place I'd rather be than here in your love, here in your set a fire. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul That I can't contain, that I can't control I want more of you, God I want more I want more I want more, I want more I want more, I want more I want more, I want more Set a fire Set a fire down in my soul That I can't contain, that I can't control I want more of you, God I want more One more time so Set a fire down in my soul That I can't contain, that I can't control I want more of you, God I want more of you, God Ask yourself that. Do you want more of God? The splendor of the King.
above all names. our God. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. One more time. Thank you for this service. I pray that you would bless the offering and that you would bless our week and that we would live this week and worship to you. Thank you for your sacrifice in your name. Amen. Amen.